This is episode number 325 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hi friends, it's Jesse. I wanted to take a quick minute of your time to invite you to my free live Strong in 20 workout that is happening on Tuesday, February 13th. You can grab your spot now. Go to the link in today's show notes or head straight to jessimundal.com slash complete and you will get your spot for the Strong in 20 workout. This is a targeted pelvic floor and full body strength training session tailored to pregnancy, postpartum, perimenopause, and menopause. So if you are in any of those stages or phases in your body, please join us for Strong in 20. I'm going to take you through a full length workout to show you what core, pelvic floor, and full body strength training looks like and feels like to give you optimal function in the body through these stages of time. So join me, Strong in 20, free live workout session happening on February 13th. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. And today we're going to be chatting all about that six-week postpartum appointment that I'd say most get that green light uh, when it comes to exercise. And I think that's what everyone kind of expects as they wait for that six weeks. But we thought we would do an episode specifically about it to share more about really what that six weeks appointment, what information that really gives you and what information it does not give you. Um, because we'd both say that there is, that is a myth that that this appointment tells you you're fully healed, you're ready to go back to every and all types of exercise. And it just really doesn't. Um, what we do know at six weeks, your body has done healing over those six weeks for sure, but there is more healing beyond that. Um, and so to give that green light to go back to running or high intense or high impact exercise, and on top of that, without an actual true physical exam of your whole body, pelvic floor and core, it's just not giving you that guidance or information that you really should be having before getting back to those activities. Yeah, I feel like the six week checkup has a communication issue. Like we need to fix understanding what this is yeah. actually about because the all clear to do all the activities and all the exercise, like that isn't actually the purpose of that appointment. Even if it is being communicated as such, that's not the purpose of that appointment. Yeah, like that appointment really is the time where there's that transition that you and baby go from being under your care provider's um, care 
back to your family doctor or general practitioner's care. So that's really where that came from. And then there's been all these other expectations kind of put on that, um, that really don't match where our body is postpartum. And this is whether you've had a cesarean birth, a vaginal birth, regardless of what type of vaginal birth you've had, we've done an episode about this kind of the healing during those first six weeks and beyond. We'll, I'll make sure that gets linked in the show notes. Um, and what we're also saying is you actually can do exercise before six weeks. There is actually very effective and safe uh, recovery and rehab exercise. You can start before six weeks. But then that retraining and training still continues beyond six weeks. And really what that six-week appointment is for is your care provider should be checking that you are healing, that if you've had um, vaginal stitches, whether for a tear or episiotomy, that there's no infection, that they're healing properly, that they've dissolved at that time. Because if they haven't, that's their role that they can actually remove them, which could be appropriate for healing at that point. Or if you've had a cesarean birth, they should be checking how your stitches or your staples, um, how your scar is actually healing. That's really their role is looking for those red flags versus guidance on that next step um, with exercise. But I would say, I don't know, Jess, if you're finding this too, is I don't find that the physical exam portion is necessarily even offered at those postpartum appointments. And so we want you to know that you can ask for that, that that is something having those areas checked can be helpful for your healing. It should always be up to you and it should be an informed decision. But knowing that that could be helpful at six weeks to get an idea how that initial stage of healing has been going. Yeah, that is so interesting. And I was just going to say this, that more and more recently, and of course, we know this has been happening forever, but more and more recently, I'd say with COVID, you know, post-COVID, which we're not actually post-COVID, less and less people are having that physical exam to the cesarean scar, to the vulva, to the perineum, which I find to be so dangerous and scary. And, uh, you know, like, let's be clear, most medical providers are doing their very best to take care of their patients. They're also just working in a system that is shit in most places, especially right now. But yeah, I'm hearing from a lot of people and I'm hearing from a lot of pelvic physios who are seeing postpartum people that they have been hearing that just even that physical exam is not occurring in so many of these six week checkups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing is just, we want you to know that you should ask. And I know some amazing care providers who do offer it. And I just wish that was across the board. And I would agree. I'm noticing less and less. I would also mention this, that also during kind of the height of COVID, um, this appointment from a lot of providers was not in person. And there are some who are still not doing it in person. I think video can be one thing where things can be observed, obviously not internal or anything like that. But there are still care providers who are doing this over the phone. And I just don't think that that is okay at all. You get one postpartum appointment, it should be in person, unless there is a really like legit reason, obviously, if you're sick, things like that. But there are care providers that are just across the board, everyone is over the phone. And you can't assess anything that way you can't 
check on someone's mental health that way. You can't check on someone um, in terms of their physical health. Like there's just so many things that cannot be checked over the phone, especially with only one appointment. So we just want you to know if that's the experience you're having um, to know that you can always ask for that to be in person. And on that note of mental health, it almost seems like that has been the priority in a lot of these postpartum six-week checkups recently from what I've heard from folks as well too, that they have been asked or they have been screened filling out a questionnaire on their mental health experiences postpartum, which is excellent, super important, but it's almost like they're being asked about the mental health and not about the actual physical body health in so many of these cases. Mm -hmm. And I think also to... The challenging part at six weeks is like filling out a survey can give some information, but if there's such limited time in that appointment and if more questions aren't asked, and I also agree with you that so many care providers are doing the best they can with the information they have. And I know they've spoken out about getting more training in terms of mental health, because especially if that's the one time that someone is seen after giving birth, I just feel like there could be so much more done to be able to check in and to really check on someone's mental health and kind of going along with the physical check. It is something helpful to know that many care providers, they're not trained in exercise prescription for any point in life, let alone progression back postpartum. So I very much appreciate when there's a number of care providers here who will be very honest with their postpartum patients and just say, no infection, like things are clear. However, I am not able to give you specific guidance around getting back to exercise. See a pelvic physio, see um, a postpartum fitness um, professional. Like they really want to be transparent about what that appointment can actually give them in terms of information. And I wish pelvic physio was brought up to everyone. Um, I think some of the reasons why, for those who don't hear about it, this is what I've kind of seen happen, is either it's because their care provider doesn't think it's necessary, may not be most more up to date, but I really find that that reason at this point, 2024, can't really be used anymore. Every professional, it's very surprising if someone has not heard about pelvic physio at this point. So that is even kind of... I'm brushing that aside a bit because I just don't think it's really true anymore. But I think the other thing is sometimes care providers, they take the initiative of almost making the decision if it if it is accessible to their patient. Um, and for some, it isn't. And I totally understand that. Um, but there are many who it is accessible, but they just never get told about it. Um, and to know there's so many ways now, especially online. There's so many ways to be able to access information, even if it's not, you know, in person, one-to-one, -one. there's virtual options, there's online programs, there's some really amazing up-to-date postpartum information available to help someone with their healing, their pelvic floor, their core, their whole body. Um, and I just think we have a ways to go. Like I said, I appreciate the care providers who do share that. And I just really want that number to continue to grow. Because the amount of postpartum clients I see who, or online, who mention, I wasn't told about this, like a girlfriend told me about it, or like my cousin told me about it, or like my friend, like there's no, it, it should be across the board that this should be more in the medical system versus 
those having to hear basically from if it's in your your group of friends or family yeah and I think that's just what we've been asking for as public health and fitness professionals who work with perinatal populations that is what we've been asking for from this appointment from the medical community is not for them to get a whole other education in pelvic floor health and to offer like excellent guidance and protocols for these postpartum people it's just to refer out or to let people know that professionals like us exist or where they could find any good information free information on the internet that is what we have been asking for and wanting because we understand the confines of that appointment and the confines of their education with their medical scope of practice Mm -hmm, exactly and I think you know some things you could keep in mind when asking or if your care provider offers um, to check your stitches whether vaginal stitches or with the cesarean scar is you know vaginally rather than just checking externally they can check internally even if they're not doing a detailed pelvic floor exam like we do as pelvic floor physios but a general idea of like can you activate your pelvic floor is there pain pain could be a sign that there's pelvic floor tension which may have to do with stitches or a general um, protection response of your pelvic floor so even that can give you some information and same with the scar like around the scar area that they're able to to see how that's healing I would say in terms of kind of diastasis when it comes to the core I don't find there are many who are trained in that so if you're given information about it, you may want a second opinion because I've definitely seen that in clinic and the information that you may be receiving may not be the most up to date. But again, I know your care providers doing the best they can with the knowledge they have and trying to share information with you is really helpful. And I think that one thing that can be really important for people, if you get some information about your pelvic floor or about your diastasis, if that medical professional does a check on you, I know for me, my midwife did a diastasis check on me after my first kid was born and it wasn't done well, I would say it wasn't done correctly. If you get some information that feels scary to you, I would say take it with a grain of salt. Of course, if it is a medical issue, Yes, like listen to your provider. But if it's like something about diastasis that they're telling you it is very large or severe or they're giving you some prolapse diagnosis that feels scary, take it with a grain of salt. And like you were saying, Anita, get that second opinion if you are able to. Mm -hmm. And we've done a number of podcast episodes in the past and Jess and I were chatting before we recorded. We are going to be doing more about this, but that those first six weeks and even that fourth trimester, those first three months after giving birth, you actually can do movement within those first um, six weeks postpartum. Jess has a wonderful um, on-demand postpartum course, Core and Floor Restore, Yes. Yes. yes, I know. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, and bump to birth method. Um, the last two modules are all about postpartum recovery, including a postpartum recovery exercise series with your pelvic floor and core in mind. So those are ways you can access as well. But we have lots of podcasts. Um, week one, the idea is, you know, 
reconnecting to your pelvic floor, reconnecting to your diaphragmatic breath, your rib breath. Justin, I've talked about that a lot, how your breath and pelvic floor and core are so much connected. That's really what like week one is, or I'll often give clients like seated cat cow. Like it's like after you feed the baby, could you do a little bit of that? It feels, it can feel good both after vaginal and cesarean birth. Cause after cesarean, often that um, abdominal area can feel really tight. So that's what it's looking like. And it's like, feed the baby, do some core breaths, some pelvic floor with your breathing, change baby's bum, do some pelvic floor. Like that's really what it, it's not about this putting half an hour aside. Cause it's not realistic and it's just not needed. Um, week two, we'll often talk about those foundational movements, like doing bridges with your core breath, doing cat cow on the floor or on your bed, like on hands and knees, thread the needle. And then, you know, going up to week six, we're just building on those foundational movements, body weight squats, body weight lunges, getting more mobility back. So strength and mobility is really a key component, but again, keeping it streamlined, keeping it simple, keeping it to a few exercises, but to be honest, most find doing those will feel better than going for a 45 minute walk on week two postpartum. So that's another, we should probably do another whole episode about walking guidance postpartum. Um, because I find most get the information of like, walk as much as you want, but don't do any exercise. And you and I are kind of flipped with that where it's like the rest and the gradual increase with walking, but then doing the rehab exercises. And like I said, most, and I remember feeling that, and I'm pretty sure you've brought that up too, Jess, doing those exercises actually feel better better on your body because you're able to get into those you know aches and sore like the stiffness that comes postpartum and using your muscles again and reconnecting to that pelvic floor and core can feel really good like I had a client in this week who a few weeks postpartum um third degree tear and but hadn't didn't want to do anything until she saw me which totally fine like she she knew what she could do but wanted to wait she was nervous obviously with stitches that is totally valid um so we did some exercise together in that session and just she started smiling she was like this isn't painful like this actually feels so much better to do this on my body so it's one of those things where it's totally understandable if you're nervous to do movement and you because you don't have guidance. And that's why we always want to be sharing that information to give you some guidance. And then you have options of one to one um, in your community as well, because there's so many professionals that do want to help you postpartum. And it just makes sense if we think about the demands on the body postpartum, if you are caring for an infant or it and or if you're caring for other children at home. When we're so upright, when we're standing, when we're bouncing, when we're carrying, we don't probably need a lot more time in that position of being upright and walking. When you can load the body in a different way, take the load off the body in a different way with some of these low level exercises, oh, it just can feel so relieving in those moments. Exactly. And then beyond that six weeks, it's, you know, we're, we're pretty quickly bringing weights into exercise because again, the demand that just, just that you're carried around this little baby, often in a car seat. So you're adding 10 pounds to the baby's weight. Like there is a demand on your body. So it's, what's interesting is like the kind of updated approaches. You start exercise before six weeks, but you are quickly adding weight versus kind of the older way of thinking is don't do anything for six weeks 
then you can either jump back to everything or being really conservative and being like, but still don't lift anything. But yet you're required to lift your baby all day. So it's that idea you want to think of that progressive, you know, rehab and recovery, progressively challenging your body. And then eventually if jumping is something that you want to be doing, or if you want to run, jumping would come first uh, and then gradually increase to your running. So we'll put some of our running episodes in the show notes too. Yeah, so good. I was just thinking about for myself too, post C-section. I don't think I lifted my oldest kid after my second C-section until probably like a month postpartum. Mm -hmm. But at that point, I had been doing some exercises. I had been doing low level core pelvic floor, you know, glute hamstring exercises for at least a couple weeks until that point. And thankfully, like reconnecting to my breath abdominals, pelvic floor. So then when I go into then picking up this chunky three-year-old at that time, I felt like strong and capable in my body, even after such a major surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I think, you know, we've talked about motivation for exercise and how motivation doesn't really exist. However, just kind of thinking back to another client recently, um, who has multiple kids. I saw her multiple pregnancies, multiple postpartum. Um, and after her last appointment, she was like, she loves strength training now. She's like, it just makes my life way easier with all the kids. Um, she's back to a few different sports that she loves doing. And she's like, that's what motivates her to strength train is not necessarily that activity, but what it allows her to do in the rest of her life and be way more comfortable. And she feels so strong doing those activities. So that I think is more motivating. I love to hear that. Hopefully by listening to what we've shared today, knowing kind of going into that six week, maybe you're pregnant and you're listening to this, or you're preparing to be pregnant, or maybe you're early postpartum and just taking that information of knowing what that six-week appointment really is going to tell you, and then also other resources and options that will help you get back to those activities you love feeling your best. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 